always, we'd like to give a shout out to Niche Sweets. Once again, handmade, does it herself, necklaces, bracelets, earrings. Check her out, man. Instagram, Niche Sweets. Also, Unique Eat Treats. Unique spelled with an E. Well, not an E, spelled with the three. <laughs> I always get that mixed up. But unique spelled with the three. Underscore eats. Underscore treats. Check her out, man. If you're in LA, she got some whew, she got some good food. You're gonna love it. Are you there? I'm here. Are we clear? We clear. Ooh. Hey, look. We ain't gonna waste no time. I feel like uh, we got some fire-ass topics, man. We got some fire topics. So, they all came from conversation. And, first of all, I was just spirit. Spirit is up. My spirit yeah. is high. Nice. I love it. And everything as far as your day. Everything was good. It's gravy. Ooh, she said gravy. All right, let's go. <laughs> we just gonna get into it, man. Badass kids. Badass. Shout outs. What for who? the kids mm-hmm. I'm not gonna shout him out <laughs> he gonna talk about it <laughs> no seriously though like it sparked the conversation right like when we call children bad is it really them or is it lack of good parents I will say there is a duality to it but I'm pretty sure you whoever's listening y'all got a cousin or a family member or a friend that your mama or their mama or another adult looked at them like that's a badass child right there and it has most of the time it don't have nothing to do with the parent some children just it's embedded in their cold man they just it's just some little evil things out there. Now, to say that, I understand people go, well, no, you can't put that on your job. You know, sometimes you can't. You know what I'm saying? Your job as a parent is to kind of like guide them out of that shit. But some of them just come out the womb bad at it. I don't know. Have you ever, you ever encountered any children like that? Um... You could tell what people was when they was kids, because that's what they are as grown-ups. I think it has to deal with the pregnancy. Maybe their mama was evil when they, you know, was pregnant <laughs> with the baby. I don't know. But yeah, I encountered some badass kids. Okay, now let's 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 go into that. So you said that's who they become. Like you you haven't met anybody that changed? Or Usually, you know you 
there's no sum that's just no you've been bad since I've known you um only way that I know some of these people have changed is when they find Jesus hmm that's all it took Go figure, okay. right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I want to I want to jump into some of this because um, you know these are these are open opinions. We accept them all because there is no right or wrong answer to these. And um, what I will say, uh, this is what one guy said. And uh, let's shout him out. His name is Brian. We call him B-Star. And what he said was, he said it's situational. He said it's situational, but he's leaning towards good parenting. Or a lack of good parenting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as he says, that some parents weren't ready. You know, whether they was too young or financially, they just wasn't ready. And when the foundation isn't right, it messes up the integrity of what you're trying to build up. I respect that. That's deep. And that's also, there's truth behind that. A lot of truth behind that. You know, there are a lot of children raising children. You know what I mean? And it's hard for them to try to figure out what foundation to, uh, to to lay for a child when they're still trying to learn themselves and trying to figure out life at the same time mm-hmm. you know and then of course when you think of the financial situation like we live in a transactional society right like you gotta have something going for yourself to be respected you know what I'm saying to be for somebody to even listen to you I can share a lot of advice all day and the first thing somebody's gonna say is oh, okay what you got what kind of house you living in what, what kind of job you got oh damn you ain't got this so why am I listening to you and we see that a lot with children when it comes to their parents they lack respect for their parents because they respect something that has a a, a higher value to them than you know than their parents are i.e. Um, an Instagram star or a basketball player or a rapper or whatever the case like so that makes a lot of sense the the lack quote unquote of good parenting could come from those um, those situations they're too young or financially it's hard for them to raise a child when they broke and trying to figure it out too mm-hmm. and for you do you feel like um it comes from a lack of bad parenting? Um, usually the bad kids that I've encountered, their parents have mental issues. Their parents had what? Mental issues. Mm. Haven't even tapped into that. I love that. Mm-hmm. So because they wasn't mentally able and capable of caring for their child they hold a lot of resentment for that parent they lose respect for that parent Mm. it's funny you said that I have uh, 
a response here. Uh, this person said, I don't believe that all children labeled bad are bad children. I think it's more that many people are ed- are not educated on mental behavior disabilities that cause some children to do things that are considered bad. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of truth to that as well. Mm-hmm. Then, but you got to ask as well, what is good parenting? Right? Because we know that there's no rules to raising children. Right? There's, no. But is it is there a, a universal foundation to raising them? Like, is there some type of basic setting that all parents can lean on when it comes to raising children? I look at it like kids are just many people. They're just little people. That's all they are. And just like how you want to be respected they want to be respected too you know how many times we grew up and our parents was like you know um, stay in a child's place or you know um, what's the other one don't ask me questions you just a child or something like that I don't have to answer to you well in a sense the parents don't I get what you're trying to say I think Let's touch on that. I think we blur the lines when we say that, right? We blur the lines when we say, well, you want your children to respect you. You got to teach your children with respect. But then some people do come from that old guard. And we blur the line by thinking that this child should be living in this parent's home and have the same type of uh, rights or or uh, how can I say this they should be able to step in their own ways and be respected by the parents because they're people too but what we fail to, to really say is you know, these are developing people so even though they're young they're still developing they don't they don't know enough to walk around and ask for respect from their parents you know what I mean that comes later when they really start to grow into themselves you know but at a young age I'm not gonna lie if I had children like don't come to me talk about some respect you (laughs) you know what I mean like I love you because you're my child but you still got a lot to learn like I'm, I'm you know what I mean you're growing and you'll become that person that I will later respect but I don't think you should be asking me that right now at so six how many parents is actually going to sit down and explain to their children I'm sorry mommy um, mommy was wrong or I'm sorry daddy was wrong because you know that communication no you I think you need to respect your child yeah mm-hmm. okay for admitting when you wrong admitting when you right or sorry I forgot I mean they may not understand, but it's teaching them that okay. this is how you should treat people. All right, let's get a uh, situational with it. Let's go hypothetical, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, this hypothetical, though, mm-hmm. my son comes home from school, right? Mm-hmm. And he just come in and he just drops his backpack right at the door. He goes straight to the kitchen, grab him a snack, and take that snack to his room. Now, this don't go down in my household. So I stop him. Hey, man, what you doing? Oh, I'm about to go in my room and eat this snack. I know. What you're going to do is you're going to pick up that backpack. You're going to put the backpack where it's supposed to be. And you're going to eat your snack in the kitchen. Where you should, at a table. I, I, ain't, I ain't in the mood that I had a bad day. You, you need to respect that. Now what do what what am I supposed to do in that situation? Do I do I disregard all the disrespectful things he did in the household as soon as he walked in? Or do I check him and then find out what was going on with his day? It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Are you gonna be that screaming parent? You know, uh-huh. or are you gonna actually be like, Okay, I understand you had a bad day, but can you pick your bag up? Put it up. I'm not asking. You you just walked in my house and, and threw stuff down with no regard to the cleansiness of the house and you just went and got you a snack and figured you about to go in your own room because you had a bad day. I'm not going to ask you. Pick your stuff up. Go sit down at the table and eat your snack and then I'm going to come in there and talk to you. I don't mean I'm going to scream, but I'm going to come and talk to you. But you're not going to just do what you want to do because you had a bad day. How do you know what a bad day is? And let's find out what it is so I can explain to you further why I wasn't so bad. But I'm not going to yell. I'm going to speak with authority, but I'm not going to yell. But I'm not going to sit here and watch you do all of this and say, oh, okay, that's cool. Because it's not. Right? So So what's the next step after that, after you say with authority and he comes at you and snap back at you I love that we're going deeper into this what what's the snap back because we be in situational right now so what what is he saying to me in return a, a lot of bit of nothing because it's going to be a grunt and walk away you know how most teenage kids usually be they really won't say much they just not gonna do it now now that you've put an age to it I can switch it up because I was a teenager before I know just what that shit was (laughs) it's stressful because you your body developing different um, how you interact with people is different because now you're at school, you're in a social setting. Yeah, I get the teenager thing, right? So when I was talking about my hypothetical, this 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 child was like seven, eight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So with you throwing the age there, I can do that. I can I can understand where you're coming from, and I can approach it the way you approach it. But don't get me wrong, there are seven and eight year olds that that got that feisty stuff with them too, because they'll do the same thing. They'll huff and right. puff and they'll roll their eyes at you and still ignore you. Like you didn't I, say nothing. Right. Now when we talk about the parenting, a lot of times when 
know, we talk about what children do and we consider them bad. We're not at that school or we're not at that at the school program. They're, we're not around their their friends. So the influence can be a mug, you know what I mean? And, and they can mimic things that they see children doing in school and bring that home. Right? Mm-hmm. But as a parent, you got to you got to know these things so when you see it you can assess it as such okay let me let me go talk to my child because he probably seen some things at school and thought it was cool and I'm about to talk to him and let him know that it's not so influences are a mug as well like it's not just a child you know I'm just bad I want to do what I want to do he probably saw it somewhere I'm gonna try this out at home you know what I mean? So it, it, there are tears to it, man. There are levels to it. And I'm not even a parent, right? But I've witnessed a lot of these situations. And, you know, I'm going off of experiences that I've seen other parents do, how they handled it. And, um, you know, that, that that's the good or bad parenting situation right there. Some parents just haul off and go to the far end. And some some are calm and they get to talk to their child and get a better understanding and then lead them, lead that child. So So my question yeah. for you is would you consider a disrespectful child a bad child? Well, If they show disrespect and then you show them why it's disrespectful, what being respectful means and how to maneuver better or different and they do it again, what what would you call that? Like, what else could you call that? Right? Like, I just, I explained it to you. Okay, you do it again. I guess you didn't get it the first time. Let me explain it to you one more time, right? Because repetition is the mother of learning. Mm-hmm. But how many times as a parent are you going to sit there and be like, okay, I'm going to do this again, I'm going to do this again, I'm going to do this again? No. Because I, by the second time, they know. They got it. And if they choose to be disrespectful again, Oh yeah, they trying to be a little bad, Billy bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's what's happening in that situation. Mm-hmm. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Or no? You sure? I'm sure. Because I want to want to make sure that uh make sure that I understand you and you understand me and. Another person said, and I like this one. Um, I believe the foundation to raising children is to learn your child. Love your child and listen to your child. Just like you were saying. Taking the time to do those three things make it a tad bit easier to find a common ground and the understanding of your child. Okay. 
I think that is so true. And I, and I, I agree. Because if you have multiple children, you can't love them all the same. Oh, no. One child is going to need more than the other child. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you don't love them. It's just that you have to love them differently. But that's the tricky part, though, because the one that doesn't need as much may still resent you because oh you doing all this for my other sibling you don't do this much for me mm. so that's that's a tricky part right there now they grow okay. up angry thinking that you didn't love them as much because you didn't do as much okay Now, shout out to shout out to Mike of Everything Wavy Podcast. Um, I love this. I, I absolutely love this. So he says, "Good parenting is being more proactive than reactive," and I can't stress that enough. When I talk, to, you know, when I talk to people about how to approach certain things like don't be reactive don't wait till something happened to react to it be proactive right so he says so as parents we observe our children and we notice when attitudes emotions and personalities start to change Mm -hmm. especially the negative changes is that these changes could affect the behavior at home and or school Right, he said, being proactive is having certain conversations with them about the changes. Right, mm-hmm. those are those are traits of good parents, and he hit that absolutely on the nose. Right, so let's get back into the hypothetical about my hypothetical son. Now, I I said that I'm. If he's seven or eight, <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think he's developed enough into a person who thinks for himself and know what he wants for himself, and that's for me to guide them. But at that age, when you said teenagers and they're starting to learn themselves, he hit that on the nose, man, because you know how the world works as a parent because you've been a child before, right? Then mm-hmm. also if you pay attention enough to your child which I hope parents do you know that you notice these little differences so you noticing them and before they get to be bigger than what they are you have those conversations with them you be proactive right and that way you are help molding them to be a better courteous you know what I'm saying um, respectable reputable child that's going to grow into a respectable, reputable man or or a woman. So that I, I absolutely love that answer. I absolutely love that input. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a parent. What what would you call good parenting in your eyes? Um, it depends. Um, as I go on to 
continue being a parent because I still have a young child I do see different things like as he's growing into puberty um how am I gonna react when he get his first whiff or something I know that personality is gonna change there so you have to approach it as it comes so, so it is it, really no right way and wrong way you just have to gauge it and kind of wing it in a way so you're saying you will be reactive no proactive you'll be proactive um you know when your child gets to a certain age okay let's talk about hygiene you know my son is in this stage where you know he used to love baths now I gotta you know fight with him just to get in the shower (laughs) (laughs) okay you know um, I know that age Um, speaking of teenagers my nephew when he hit a certain age and got his first whip, his first heartbreak you know those was all different moves that you know you had to approach differently because now you're dealing with somebody's feelings even a girl you have to deal with her feelings her first breakup her first boyfriend you know those is going to change their mood right that's uh, man and when it comes to women and young women coming up um you know we know circumstances are 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 very they're different but um I'm gonna bring this up because I've seen it in this in this Tom Brady documentary that I was watching mm-hmm. and his sister said that uh their dad decided when you're in this house, you're getting nothing but love. I'm talking unconditional love. You can do no wrong in our eyes type of love. Because we know that when you get out into the world, that love ain't waiting for you out there. Mm-hmm. Like, Because the real world is a scary place. But when you home, you go to school or you go to training camp or you, you go to cheerleading practice, you go to baseball, whatever you're into, and you're going to have to deal with, you know, um, mean adults, right? You're going to have to deal with um, your peers who start to differentiate themselves from each other. So they're, now there's groups, there's packs that you're going to have to deal with mean boys who like you and don't know how to express it, like, when it comes to the girls, they're going to have to deal with so much more because they're girls. But when she said, when we got home, all that was, we was able to shed all of the outside things off our shoulders because there was nothing but unconditional love in that house. And I'm not saying no one does that. I haven't seen it a lot, but that right there, that kind of that kind of helped me to say, okay, if I if I was to have a child, especially a daughter, I would do that. I would absolutely do that because me being a daughter, I know how this world works. Mm-hmm. But when you're home, my son or my daughter, you're getting all of that love. 
all of that love. I mean, no tough love, just just pure, unconditional, overwhelming love. You know what I mean? And as a parent, is that risky? Or is that a is that a good idea? It's a good idea, but let's look at the logical side of it. Let's say mm-hmm. a single parent or even if it's a two-parent home, both parents is working all the time. Dad works night shift, mom works morning shift. You know, you barely see your kids. How do they get that unconditional love? Okay. I'm, I'm with that. I think, you know, let's, let's, let's go with that. If I work hard and, you know, I got to provide for my family. So that's why I'm working so hard. I think that um, when I am around them, when they do see me, or when they on the phone with me, however they're in communication with me, however they're in, in engaging with me, that's when they get it, right? Like, I don't care if work was hard. As I don't care if work was hard. I don't care if, you know, I had a problem with a coworker. I don't care if I had a problem on my way home with traffic. When I walk into that house, or when I walk into the presence of my child, unconditional, overwhelming, no tough love, just genuine love. I will, I will make sure that's present when they're around me. So, do Even you think I'm, you'll be faking it? No, mm-hmm. no, right? And I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Um, I don't mean to throw you out there, Neff. But uh, my nephew, he, you know, recently had a baby girl. You know, she's about to be a year in two months. And he was holding her one day. And he was looking at it. He was like, uh, I, don't, I don't get why dudes walk away from their children. Right? I don't. He was like, I don't get it. Like, he don't care how bad the relationship is with the woman. How can you look at something so beautiful and precious and just make a decision that you want to walk away from that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm not a child, but I know how precious holding a brand new baby is. I know the, how beautiful it is. And I, I can see him being that kind of dad. Like, you're going to get nothing but love here. So I don't think it's faking it because this this child is a part of you that it came from you. You know what I mean? It's it's a little you. So I can I don't know. I couldn't see myself faking that. I couldn't see anybody faking that if they're a parent. You know what I mean? So I know I wouldn't feel like it's fake. It's real. It's absolutely real. Do you know some people really don't like their kids? Oh yeah, there's there's there's, there's <laughs> parents that's jealous of their child, and that blows my mind. Blows my mind. But now that goes into this question here, right? Mm-hmm. How much does your upbringing influence or impact how you raise your children? I believe it's a it's a major impact. 
because the things you was taught a lot of people um whoop their kids that's something that's been going on for generations because our parents did it our parents parents did it that's what we were taught to do and now we're doing it to our kids I'm not gonna lie I feel like a lot of people have drifted away from that I feel like a lot of parents drifted away from that because you know they finally realize what it what the foundation of that is right Mm -hmm. And you know, we can we can talk about it, but you know that that take us to some oh another that take us to a dark abyss. But uh, you know, it was taught right by mm-hmm. our ancestors before us. From I mean, let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents walked away from whooping their children. I'm not saying all. But I think a lot of parents have like uh, I'm stepping away from that. I'm gonna break that. I'm gonna break that cycle because there are ways of discipline, disciplining your child without being physical. You know what I'm saying? So I know that there are parents that that do still with them because of what they was taught or what they feel is the answer or the way. Because of their you upbringing. Know? Right, because of their upbringing, you know. Um, and then you know, every everybody got their own their own ways of looking at it, mm-hmm. right? Some people believe that the upbringing has a lot to do with it, be it good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. Some people upbringing was horrible, and they're like, "There's no effing way my child gonna grow up like the way I did." As far as like the household rules, the discipline, um, airy actions, and like, there's no way because my my childhood, my upbringing was so horrible. I, I could I couldn't bring my child to, you know what I'm saying, to live in a life like that. Or some people will take on it. Well, look, I I, I got my butt whooped, or this is how it happened in my house, and I ain't grew up so bad. Like I I ain't that bad of a person. So my child gonna be all right too, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and they take that out, you know. And I, I know parents like that as well, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so when you say your upbringing totally impact how you raised your child, what part of your upbringing did you take to raise your child? Did you take the good or the bad? Um. I took little parts of here and there because it's different upbringing parts. Also, when you, as you growing up, you do have friends and you kind of look in their households and you see how their parents mm-hmm. do certain things. So, I mean, it's a factor of numerous of things. It just depends on what you want to take on and how you want to raise your child. Take certain ingredients out of the recipe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Implement your own. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, you know, once again, we got to be hypothetical because <laughs> I don't have any children. But um, I would say, I'll bring in 
I wouldn't. My upbringing wouldn't impact how I raised my child. I mean, it would, but I wouldn't bring any of the things that I've dealt with, you know what I'm saying, or the upbringing that I had. My child wouldn't wouldn't experience none of that. So basically, when our t- parents told us these fairy tales of these different holidays, you gonna keep with the tradition? Hell, I try to I try to wean my nieces and nephews away from that. <laughs> no, you know what I mean because no. No, because it's lies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's lies, and I know that they're supposed to be little soft white lies because you want to enjoy the holidays and everything. Because there are some good things about these holidays, right? Like mm-hmm. the camaraderie. But it, there's no way they're gonna know. They're gonna know. They're gonna know from jump from the rip and we're also going to teach them hey don't be afraid or don't don't think because you know the truth you can't enjoy this day or this this time you know what I mean like no definitely we're going to have a good time but no they're going to (laughs) know they're going to know because a lot of it don't make sense you know what I mean yeah but um yeah as far as my upbringing I wouldn't dare raise my child the way the way I was raised the way I was raised was circumstantial. You understand what I'm saying? But my my child is not gonna experience that at all. Well, you can't really say that because I know grown people as of today where they had good parents, but they still chose the streets. Oh no, you said I can't say that I won't. I'm more I- saying that different scenarios, even though you teach your child to stray away from certain things of your upbringing, sometimes mm-hmm. they may choose to still live in that upbringing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's a part of that growing stage, right? They're they going to start making decisions of their own because they're coming into their own for sure. But what they will always have, always, I mean, always have. I don't even know a speed dial would be a thing by the time, <laughs> but you know, that quick, instant get in contact with pops because something is, something, something deep is happening in my life right now. Like a decision has to be made. Yeah, they're going to always know, like, shh. I'm hanging with my boys and they talking about we about to go light up some dudes like I don't even game babe, but these my friends that peer pressure right mm-hmm. I'm gonna be telling them why they in the womb I'm gonna be telling them when they can't even retort words back to me you know what I mean if you get into anything better call me you better call <laughs> me call me I don't care what it is I don't care what it is it, I, and I'm not gonna lie I've been there right mm-hmm. you with friends and 
You know what I'm saying? You know, like, man, I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this, but I want my boys, man. I don't want them to look at me a certain kind of way. Look at I'm going. You know what I'm saying? Nah, my child gonna have the choice. Hey, Pops. <laughs> hey, man. They they want me to ride with them, man. And we supposed to go. We supposed to go do this thing. I don't want to let them down because they're my friend. But this don't feel right to me. Where you at, boy? I come get you. Put it on me, right? Tell them I, I need you for something. I'll come get you. No, I wouldn't even have to do that. We can talk about it. I mean, why your daddy here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> why your daddy outside? And I will gladly walk in. Y'all ain't got to go either. Y'all ain't got to go either. As a matter of fact, all y'all, all y'all roll with me. Let's go to the house. Huh? Let's go to the house. Let's have a drink on it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> that way nobody is left out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody is left out. Let's all go back to the house and talk about it. That That's, I, that's the kind of parent I feel like I will be. I ain't gonna say I feel like I know I will be, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make sure that my child is not gonna have to deal with the things that I've dealt with because I'm gonna give them that option. You know, they always gonna have a choice to make. They always gonna make their own choice, but as long as they have a, a, a option, a safe one, I'm gonna make sure they have that. Believe it or not, you don't realize that you may have an influence on somebody else's child by doing it. Right. You know, exactly. Exactly. Because I can, I can say that I learned some things from, um, you know, the male influences of some of my friends. You know what I'm saying? Be it their uncle or their granddad or their dad. You know what I'm saying? Or, they, or a big homie of theirs. You know, like, I've learned some things from... from you know, my friends and the male figures of their lives. You know what I'm saying? So I would definitely do that. Definitely do that for my child. And I want to go into what this person said. Um, Once again, something that I, I, wow. Um, this person said my upbringing has almost forced me to do it different right it was greatly impacted how I parent because my parents were teens Mm -hmm. I grew up with them both my parents parented me out of guilt pain and trauma and I make sure that I don't let my stuff pour into my child. I I don't hide struggles from my child, mm-hmm. nor nor do I make them emotionally responsible for my shortcomings. That cut deep when I read that. I love that. Right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of parents just like just like she said 
Like her parents were teens, so she grew up with her parents. They were babies having a baby, and they had to figure their lives out. Mm-hmm. And and with that, a bunch of pain, trauma, you know what I'm saying? Maybe some insecurities. And since this child is pretty much their child, their children with this child, a lot of people they make they, the child become their friend. Mm-hmm you know what I mean their buddy their pal because sometimes they feel like you're all I got and you're you're mine so you know you should depend on me the way I depend on you and you're not knowing that you are pouring all of your problems into this child but this person said I'm I'm not gonna let how I how I came up you know what I'm saying Mm-hmm. be a replica of how I raised my child I'm doing it different and that's exactly what I was saying earlier if I was to be a dad I'm I'm not I'm not handling it the way it was handled for me and I know with mine it was circumstantial but how far can we use that line you know what I mean yeah so I, I yeah this was this answer right here it's it on the nail and I think that was that's what makes a good parent that's what makes a good parent those decisions you make um before we before we get into our other topic is um I'm gonna touch on something else that I read and If you want, you can touch on um, on something that you do with your child that you didn't experience when you was coming up. Because with him, I'm reliving my childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The excitement of the 4th of July or, you know, seeing something new. Mm-hmm. We're both experiencing it for the first time together, you know? Okay. So. Um. That's a really hard one because a lot of things <laughs> that I did like trick or treating right. was something that it was different because when we grew up we was able to go people house to house. Now we can't really do that. We go to the mall, you know. Mm. Um, traveling has got a little bit harder, but it's nice to see his excitement when he see different things, you know, because right. he's into different things. My son likes to draw. So now we are experiencing different things. I've like- never really been to an art gallery. I never went into a big chapel, you know, even though we pass by him all the time. Um, but he's into the architecture. 
So I would say stuff like that I never experienced as a child growing up. But I'm experiencing now because that's what he's into. Mm -hmm. As simple as um, a train. I never been on a train before. It's one thing being on the, you know, light rail, but being on a heavy rail. Right. Mm -hmm. That's something I never experienced because my parents used to drive everywhere. I'm pretty sure it was a time when you were able to, you know, you know they cut roads off to build new things. Mm -hmm. You can't really travel states and you know roads that you used to. You know what I mean? Oh, now it's dead end to this road. Yeah, I got you. I'm gonna read this. Now, this person said, um, "Your upbringing is essential because it's like a baton race. If the people before you aren't at their best, then you will never win." Hmm. When I read that. Shout out to B Star because that was his. That was his answer. Um, you know the way he phrased that. I'm pretty sure it helped a lot of people understand. If I was in a race, meaning if I wouldn't, if my parents wasn't good at this race or at this certain event, which is called parenting, mm-hmm. and they passed that baton to me. Like we're we're losing bad, you know what I'm saying in this race. Mm-hmm. I got the baton. There's no way that I can speed up and beat, you know what I'm saying, everyone else who who got a, a good head start over me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if that's what he meant, I I totally understand it. Now that that don't mean that got to be your definite. That don't have to be your end. That don't have to be how your how your race begins and ends. But mm-hmm. you know, well, not how it ends. <laughs> you know, it, it'll begin that way for sure. And I absolutely love that. Love that. So there you have it. Man, we want to speak on just parenting, children, bad children. Let me ask you a question. Do you have any stories like of a bad child and then when you saw it you like nah this this child bad only in the movies only in the movies because mm-hmm. I don't I think it. it's any such thing as a bad child it's just a misguided child well I'm going to speak on the child that I know and um and I know, I know this child's parents. And I can honestly say his behavior, there's no reflection of his parents in it at all. <laughs> None. Right? This look. <laughs> he move on his own. Right? He moves on his own. And he acts out so much that you know people who don't know how to deal with um 
a child who's acting out or you know he's he's always into something first thing they're gonna do is you know label that child right so say he's in school and you know his grades don't really affect in a good way and it's because of his behavior but they like you know his, his behavior is because he's maybe he's mentally slow or maybe he have a condition all this old BS that they like to throw on our children when I've seen his 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 get down his get down is it's not he's not slow or not as smart he's actually brilliant but it's rooted in so much bad behavior you know what I'm saying that you don't you don't really see the brilliance Right now, I seen I seen this boy do some little conniving, and he did it so well that the other adults in the room didn't see it. Mm-hmm. But I stepped back and peeped game. I just sat and watched the whole situation develop, and let's just say they were looking for something. He knew what they were looking for, had it. But decide I'm gonna I'm slide this somewhere to the side and then start looking for it as well with everyone else. Even though he know he got this thing that they're looking for, he hit it and just went looking too. Dang, I checked here, I checked here, I checked there, I can't find it. So when they're ready to give up, like, all right, well, we looked everywhere. This little going grabs it. Like, oh hey look guys I found it <laughs> and they're like oh man alright cool good job good job you found it and I was like you little <laughs> I know his parents they're not like that so he didn't learn that from him from them I mean what do we what do we call that like that's a little Dr. Evil right there in the work little conniving little thing if he didn't learn that at home he probably did learn I don't know but you know we can't put that that type of behavior on the parents that's just all him man when I looked at that and I saw that I'm like you bad little mother you know what I mean and I ain't calling him out I just watched in amazement you know what I mean like he's brilliant but on a little on a little I ain't gonna say evil but on a little ooh, little conniving <laughs> conniving type of foundation man it's crazy but I just want to throw that story out because you know and that's not the only thing I've seen him do but I just want to throw that story out it's just I see him do some things, man. And I'm like, I can't say, you know what I mean? Like, it's, mm-hmm. he don't get that from his parents. Where's he getting this from? So that's why that that calls for the question in the conversation. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to get into this next topic. And, uh, all right, this topic came from 
one of my good friends. Um, his name is Rich, and you know, one day I'm on the phone with him, and I'm in my feelings, man. I'm in my feelings. I'm I'm complaining. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just out of my element. You know what I mean? Like I'm out of my element. I'm on low vibration. I'm on low frequency. And he just came out and said it, man. He was like, hey, 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 man, don't don't be a basic bitch right now. (laughs) (laughs) And he immediately snapped me back to reality, man. And I'm like, wow. You know? Thank you. (laughs) Because at that moment, I was unaware of my actions, right? But for him to see it, for him to be a good enough friend to, to call me on it, but his choice of words, and we talked about it, and I want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Basic bitch. Now, how long before I even give a, my explanation? I just want to say, let's make it clear. I'm not talking about women. Basic bitch is a behavior. All right. It's it's not a person. It's not a gender. It's a behavior. Like That's someone who lives every day in their feelings. You know, someone who chooses emotion over logic. You know, complains all the time makes everything about them they live on they just walk around with a cloud over their head all the time sometimes thunder and rain come down you know what I mean that's just how they live their life every day and that's what we call a basic bitch and I gotta ask Have you ever experienced a basic bitch? I think everybody experienced a basic bitch before, male or female. I'm, I'm sure. And, and, yeah, right. Because that day I was a basic bitch. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So like, you encountered them. Like, how did you behave? Like, does did that? did that mentality of that behavior made you behave in a certain manner? Um, yeah, it did. It made me observe a little bit more the, the circumstance in the person. Hmm. So out of it, you was able to, you got some growth in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real quick. I love it. I love it. And we, we it's like we we know that there's so many out there. Right? And then for a lot of them, that's not even their character. Let's be real. It's a behavior. It's not their real character, but you know, do you check your friends or people that you're around when you when you see basic bitch in them? It depends if they're um using that to manipulate oh so they're so that person is genuinely a, ba- a basic mm-hmm. it's just not a moment in their life that's just who they are 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta ask because it's, since there's so many, and we see it so much, especially in this soft society. Oh my gosh, they running, they running the street. Um. You know, I, I asked, is there a universal solution to remove the the basic bitch from society? No. Because it's not on them, it's in them. Mm. Mm. It's in them. Somebody out of everyone that I've asked, a lot of people had the same answer. Like, no, we can't. We can't rid the basic bitch off this earth. It's, it's impossible. But one person stepped up and said, the solution is for everyone to grow thick skin. easier said than done but I believe it's possible we um, we ain't gonna see it but there that is a solution to cure the basic bitch stop being so sensitive over everything right you, you, you have a moment but that's all it is is a moment of something that upset at you right or something that happened and if I said happened that means it's the past we as a society we have to really just grow some toughness about ourselves and handle situations that don't turn us into basic bitches out here. So, but I believe it's more of the society that's changing. Um, yeah. I was just having a conversation not too long ago about how this generation is a lot more softer than our generation. A lot more softer. And the response from that person was, "That's because they know something that we don't know. We are evolving." We had to be hard in our days because we had to be strong of what we was going through. Now things are changing and our children are now having a little more empathy. And you're saying that the soft society we live in is evolution? I would think it is, yes. Um, when we grew up we was told that we stand up to our bullies now they got this law of no bullying it's made our children a little more softer because a lot of our children is not standing up for themselves so how do you say you be stronger in this aspect but you gotta be softer in that aspect wow Wow. I, I only say that because I 
we speak of evolution, right? It's the change in the characteristics of a species over several generations. (laughs) And relies on the process of natural selection. So the first part of the meaning of evolution is spot on to what's going on, right? It's a change in the characteristics of us humans over these different generations, right? We're seeing it. But the fact that revolution relies on the process of natural selection, that that's in, that's invalid, right? There's no validity there because if we're moving on natural selection, I don't know. Like, what is this? <laughs> What's the natural selection now? Being a basic bitch. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Yo, that's scary. <laughs> the process of natural selection is to snatch up this sensitive, whiny, everything triggers me. I have a condition. Society? I give you the biggest example that we all oh, experience. Man. Our last president, right? He said whatever was on his mind. He, mm-hmm. Look at how many complaints you got. Because he said what he felt. Now, mm-hmm. all these people are grown-ups, but they didn't develop thick skin, you know? I'm still scared at the natural selection. <laughs> of basic bitch in this in this society, yo, that's scary. Mm-hmm. I remember saying to one of my nephews, I said, "Boy, I told him, I said, I'm scared of your generation. I'm scared of what this generation is going to take this world to." I said, it, "It really, not like shake me to my core, but it frightens me, man, because it's definitely not what we used to and what we grew up on." And he looked me dead in my eyes and uh. Y'all generation raised our generation. (laughs) (laughs) I said, wow. So, are we responsible for the basic bitch society when we here, man? Is it us? How do we trap the ball? (laughs) Oh, that's scary, man. And that's so true. We raised these motherfuckers. Wow. That's scary. So we it is impossible to read. <laughs> to get rid of the basic bitch mentality, the behavior from this society, from this world. Because we we can't just speak on this country, man. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. 
and I just want to tap into this because you know it, it plays a part, right? Like um, we've domesticated animals so bad that even animals have that mentality. They do. Because I can't you know, even leave my dog on the side of the road. She wouldn't even know what to do. Dogs don't know how to just. And I'm about to go out here. You can leave me outside. I ain't tripping. I can. I can eat. <laughs> I ain't got to worry about nothing. I know where home is, but I'm gonna go eat. We talked about this before. My my siblings. We had a dog when we was coming up. <laughs> we had a dog. We have a dog house for this dog. <laughs> we didn't have a leash for this dog. The dog ate what we didn't eat. Right? We used to put the uneaten food in the pot we call it slop and we take the slop in the back and just dump it he won't even be there waiting for it the way dogs go to the bowl and wait for the food he'll come back and be like oh y'all y'all actually gave me some shit cool I, I was in the woods eating so you know I'm already okay you're absolutely right we can't do that with dogs now they wouldn't know what the heck to do we done domesticated we done turned we done turned animals into basically <laughs> Except cats. Those are different. What? Cats been... Cats been arrogant a-holes from generations to generations. It's just... You know, they got their own thing. But but that's what I mean, though. You know, I've seen so many um, videos of so many people just treat these animals like they're humans and it just takes away their natural ability to be the animals that they are mm-hmm. and you know I just wanted to point that out because we, that's how much we are we're softening the society I'm, on, I'm tonight I'm going to take the blame because my nephew was absolutely correct he said if you're afraid of our generations because of y'all and he was he was so right about that but a lot of people say, you know, when it comes to running into a basic, they just they just get at them. Mm-hmm. They just get out of there. They get away from that person because, you know, nine times ten is going to bring down their vibration. It's going to bring down their frequency, which is why I ask you, like, how do you behave when you encounter them? You know what I mean? Like, does it change how you are? You know what I'm saying? And then you have to snap back. Right, get up out of here with that. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. do you just start to understand them and build with them and be like, I understand. I got it. I feel you. I'm with you. You know what I mean? So that's a small little topic, man. I just want to talk about it. A few people have something to say. Man, uh, let me Let me read this. This is funny, actually. Uh, this person said, "Whenever I encounter a basic bitch, I don't entertain them. I move the fuck on because I don't have time." <laughs> and that's the mentality a lot of people have for everyone, but. We're not resolving if anything if we just walk away from a basic bitch. We got to take them by the hand and 
help them to understand that that's not a that's not a cool lifestyle to live yeah but it's either you walk away or you might end up conforming you might become a basic bitch yourself that's see what I'm saying that's what I mean you know you become who you around <laughs> you around them you that just becomes your mentality too, your behavior as well. So that's why I'm asking, like, what behavior do you take on when you're around them? Do you, hey, cut that shit out? Or do you, oh, yeah, I get it. That's how you feel. And I understand. And that's why I thank, thank you, Rich, <laughs> for, <laughs> for grabbing me by my coat. You know what I'm saying? Snatching me up. Hey, we, we don't do that over here. Cut that shit out. Now we, we're going to tap into another topic, but before that, I just want to shout out Keys Sweet, A-E-Y-S Sweets, and let me tell you something, this young woman is exquisite with the chocolate covered strawberries you know she got the change of the colors however however you want them done she can knock them out you know what I mean and um I gotta shout her out you know she does chocolate covered strawberries cake jars cake pops cake sickles if you want to see her work if you want to order from her just if you got Facebook which everybody does just type in the name A-E-Y-S-S-W-E-E-T-S Key Sweets and you will not be disappointed. I'm telling you. She's that good. It's coming. And she got the orders coming in. She got them coming in. If you want your Valentine orders, go ahead and hit her up so she can Make sure you get them on time for your boo thing or your side piece <laughs> or whoever you want to get them for. <laughs> Make sure you get them up. And of course, while we were speaking on it, um, I got a shout out. Got a shout out my boy B-Star and everything he's doing over at Gage Entertainment. Dude is making things happen, man. And um, once again, you know, look him up. Facebook, Instagram, Gage Entertainment. You can even Google. Look him up. And um, support the brother. Talented man when it comes to music, entertainment, photography, videography, whatever you need in the entertainment world. That's who you hit up. Make sure we shout him out. Cannot forget. And I mean, absolutely cannot forget. The... uh, Everything Wavy Podcast. You know, you got Q and you got Mike. Actually, they got a new episode out now. Go look them up. On YouTube. The Anchor app, if you got it. Spotify. Apple. Anywhere you can hear a podcast, you'll be able to hear them. Um, Anybody that you want to shout out? No, not at this time. But if you want to, you know slide something in my DM I don't have a problem promoting let's get it let's get it so we're gonna jump into this last topic 
uh, something that I this is gonna be fun. I believe so. Winners and losers. I saw something the other day. I actually recorded it because it blew my mind that I actually heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a pro ball player. He's actually pretty good of a basketball player. But he literally said that he can't stand the Warriors. Right? Um, and the way he said it was too late to come back and, you know, be like, oh, I'm just talking. No, he really meant that you could tell. That came from the, from the, from the, from his toes (laughs) all the way up. He felt that. And he said, I hate them. And it's because they win a lot. And when it comes to winners and losers, a lot of people, they have a mentality that they're winners, right? Mm -hmm. And I got to ask the question, like, are we all, like all of us, are we all winners, really? Mm -hmm. Like, why do most people think that they are? I guess they want to have Mm -hmm. high self-esteem. I mean, you got to be confident. Okay. But are we all? What, confident? No. Winners. Winners? (laughs) In our own little ways, yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, personally, right? If I was to ask you, you would say you're a winner. Mm-hmm. If I was, if I was to ask Joe Blow over there, hey man, are you a winner or a loser? He will say that he's a winner. You ask people personally instead of a, a broad spectrum of things ask a lot of people you know you ask people on a personal level yeah I'm a winner because they they know what they've been through they know what they overcame mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that's that's a winner in a lot of people's eyes like man I overcame some things right mm-hmm. and I agree with that I can actually get with that but but that's but <laughs> if you were to on the surface level or even if I tell you about me if I get if you ask me who I am and I give you my age right mm-hmm. I give you um, details of my life and you ask what have I accomplished and I can literally look at you and say, as a society standpoint, nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. You got the house? No. What, 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 
kind of car you pushing? Is it is it new? Is it 2020, 2021, 22? No, not even close. <laughs> oh, and what's your income looking like? I think I ain't even a thousand here. <laughs> oh damn, that nigga losing. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? And when I ask that question, that's what I mean. Like, are we all really? Are we all winners? And if you're a loser, by society's terms, remind you, we're not speaking personally, but by society's terms, if we are a loser, do we admit it? Do we embrace it? Right? And a lot of people don't. How can anybody just sit there and be like, yeah, I'm a loser? I know it. I'm gonna sit here and say that I can, I, I'll, I will admit, right? Personally, the things that I've dealt with and been through, call myself a fucking loser? Are you kidding me? You know what I'm, you know, you know what I've been through, and I'm here. I should be bitter as hell to the world, but I'm far from it. Mentally, spiritually, I ain't losing nothing. But if you was to look at me from the the goggles of society, I can sit here and tell you right now, like, yeah, I'm losing. How many people can say that? How many people will admit that? I refuse to admit that because I look at it (laughs) (laughs) like I'm a winner that hasn't um, won yet. You haven't won yet. My race ain't done yet. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. Right? Mm -hmm. Because the game ain't finished. The race ain't done. But what place are you in right now? You said, how, how many points are you down in the game right now? I mean, but how many games you seen they came back at the last quarter? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> if we speak on that, we talk about games that's over. We talk about the game going right now. That's what that's what I meant when I asked the questions because you know, so many people don't want to take on that societal truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I get it. Right? This dude said, B Star, I, I don't know why I said this dude, my apologies. He said, if you're a loser, you definitely don't embrace it. We all have something in our DNA that makes us want to be at the top of the food chain. So when you lose, you don't get, when you lose, you don't get every bit of that loser feeling. But that's only step one in becoming a winner. Right? You could never know what it's like to win if you've never lost. 
know when the bank account is at six digits and rising and the credit is up in the high 700 and I got land and I got uh, assets to leave to my loved one I'm still losing right now but it's because of me losing it's you know what I'm saying it's fueling me to be that winner that I'm going to be when it's all said and done but a lot of people don't just sit there and be like yeah I'm losing right now like I said I refuse if all my bills is paid I got food in the refrigerator I got gas in the tank and my bank account is at it's not a negative balance I think I'm winning okay and I respect that Cause I would never look at you and be like, "Me losing." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and this it's person all about said, "Perception, though." Yes. Thank you. Because what that's is the what percentage of people that's actually wealthy like that? Not rich, but wealthy. But right, it's low. So, what you call a rich person losing? society would not right society would society would look at that person and be like dang man they they doing good for themselves of course they don't know the, the inner the inner and the outs what's going on in that person's life but this is a stranger. You outside and you and you see that. See this person driving into this this uh driving this very nice automobile into this very, very wonderful, well built house. You don't know what's going on in their lives, but you see that. What you thinking? Honestly. Oh, they don't figure it thinking. out. I mean, but what contract or what label actually owns it while they staying up in there? Oh, I ain't talking about no rapper now. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I ain't speaking on no rapper. I'm just talking about if you just see somebody. You don't even know who that person is. You just you, you just see the car. You see where they going. Right? You see the the their environment. Like you automatically going to say to yourself, yo, they figured it out. They winning in life. I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. But we don't know the ins and outs of that person. But what we're going to see is that they're, they're winning. They ain't taking no L's out here. Right? Right. Uh, so I asked if you if you if you know you're losing, do you admit it or embrace it, right? Mm-hmm. So this person said that uh, personally, 
they said personally yes if I take an L I do embrace it because you can't win at everything so the time being if I read this right okay got it um they said they do embrace it because you can't win at everything and at a certain point of your life either it makes you or breaks you and for me it makes me try again and try harder after learning where I might have to I might have taken a misstep mm-hmm. right and you hear that you hear that a lot like you know my fails helps it teaches me to win later on right mm-hmm. and if you if you see somebody doing well and you start to beat yourself up because you're not there that's a loser's mentality are you complaining Mm -hmm. so what about those people that always want to one up you meaning do you call them losers because they want to be where you are you said one up me yeah one up means no 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 are they doing that or they just want to? They're doing that. Or they They're want one- to what they want to one up you. Right. So this person is so this person is seeing me do something and then they're gonna do it too, but they do it better. Mm-hmm. That's not a loser's mentality. I actually respect that person. Right? Mm-hmm. Because they said to themselves, Oh, he can do that? You can do that. I know I can do it. And then they go and do it. That is far from a loser's mentality. Right? I can introduce somebody to something. Like, man, I'm I'm thinking about doing this, man. Like, I can really see myself doing this certain thing. And that person sitting there is like, you, you think you can do it? I know I can. And then they go and do it. And they actually do it better than me. If I sit here and be like, oh, this money straight stole my idea and killing it. That's a loser's mentality. I'm a I'm a applaud that moment because that takes so much confidence in yourself and so much so much wind in your spirit that you say you're gonna do something better than somebody and then you go and do it. I can never be upset at that person. I can never hate on that person. I can never call that person a loser. Even though it was at my expense. They actually did the shit. Oh yeah, somebody one up me. You a winner, dog. Because you 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 did it. You feel what I'm saying? You said you would and you did it. Now if I sit here and I see somebody winning and I'm hating. Right. Mm-hmm. No matter what the reason I'm hating for, whether it's insecurity, whether it's you kind of jealous because damn they was able to pull it off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, 
that's a loser's mentality. Now, you may not be in the same uh, lane as this person, right? Or not, let me not say lane. You may not be in the same uh, vicinity as this person. You know what I'm saying? But if you say, man, I'm going to be there one day, and you actually go in and get there. You feel what I'm saying? Then you, you won, man. You're winning. Because you set a goal, you achieve that goal, and that goal puts you at a higher place than you were before. And all you're going to do is go higher, 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 right? So that makes you a winner. You're winning. Now, there's somebody that's going to hate every second of me winning. And that draws me to that question. Why? Why do why does this society hate winning so much? Because it's not them winning or they don't want you to do outdo them. Everything is competitive. Mm-hmm. Everything is. Like, like the basketball player said, you know, he's actually a, a really good b-ball player. He's actually really good. Mm-hmm. So when I when I seen him saying that, it just it just threw me off. Like, damn, bro, you good, and you 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 know what I'm saying? And you saying you can't stand the Warriors because they win so much. <laughs> but then look at this perspective he's a good ball player but he's not winning actually mm-hmm. he, he he's never won at the status that the Warriors had right although he's a really good ball player he never did it <laughs> you know what I mean he never been on a team that had Right, so can we call that person a loser? I don't know. Can we? That's a good question. I feel we can. This is why I say that. Like I said, a dude can ball. He can really play. He I, he can play, but he's never achieved what the Warriors achieved. He can't stand it. He hates the squad because they win so much. You got the skills, but you ain't skilled enough to just have that winner's mentality that no matter what, I don't care what this ball player says, this ball player, this coach says, if I got the skills to go win, I'm going to go and fucking win. Everybody follow me. Even though he's in the league, even though he's a millionaire because he's in the league, he a loser. He's hating on people that's playing the same game as him. And they're winning and he's not. Right? In society, we see him like he's a ball player, man. You're winning. No, he's a fucking loser. So I'm glad you spoke that up because those are the different perspectives we gotta we gotta take. We gotta look into. You know what I'm saying? An average person would be like, man, if I was in his shoes, I'd shut the fuck up because I got all this shit. I got sponsorships. I got millions in checks. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm a ball player, so I don't have to really pay for shoes no more. <laughs> I'm a ball player. I can go to places and they ain't gonna charge me to get in. They just wanna, hey man, this dude was here at my at my club. But yeah, he's sitting here complaining that a team wins so much he can't stand it. You know what I mean? Although he has these accolades, he's a loser, man. I just want to point out what what B Star said. He says um, society hates winners because that means there will always be competition. He's and he just kept it a buck. He said, "I feel at this point we would all just want to be lazy and just chill. <laughs> we don't really want to work hard to achieve shit. We want to get it the easy way. You know what I mean? So." That's the mentality of a lot of people. Then that's a lot of people losing it. Yeah. Now we can we can agree or we can say or have a, a opinion that these type of people have a loser's mentality and they're losers. Then how can everybody say that they're winners? That's why I mean, are we all winners really? Can we all really say that we are? Once again, personally, if I ask a certain person, yes, they are because of things they dealt with and overcame. Mm-hmm. Ask a certain person, yes, they are because they're still they're still running a race, but they know they're going to win it. Mm-hmm. They're the tortoise. They're not the rabbit. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then there's so many motherfuckers who hate that won't go and get it themselves. They just wanted the easy way. There's a lot of people out there like that. And they're all losers. <laughs> I just I just love the perspective of it, man. I really do. What was the last time you took a L? <laughs> um I mean, I took a lot of L's, honestly. Yeah, we all have. When was the last time you took it? What was your last L? My last L was basically losing a job um, for a promotion. Mm hmm. basically it was competitive but I mean that just go with life they pick the better candidate and when you took that L what you do kept on trying go to the next job see if you can accomplish that one take that L or get that job kept trying kept trying kept trying Till I got to somewhere that I was going to get to. And eventually you got there, right? Mm-hmm. I respect that. The last L I took.
was honestly that was pivotal mm-hmm. um when when I lost my ex now am I saying that that's something that bothers me to this day or something that I stew on hell no I'm over it but that was the last L I took because I had all the tools to do the right thing and I did right I knew how to win but I wanted to control the game versus play the game the way I knew how to play it and the way I should have and I did I was I was in that I was in that game with a with a loser's mentality. And rightfully so I lost. Mm-hmm. That was the last pivotal loss I've taken. Outside of, you know, losing loved ones and all, but that's that's like part of life. I got no control of that. You know what I mean? But things I had control of and I lost, that was it. But sometimes those L's can change you in the right direction now. Oh, and it did. Oh, it did. <laughs> like a mother. Uh, I'm, yes. Mm-hmm. I learned. I learned my lesson. And I became a better person because I took that, that long time to being by myself and I just... I just evolved me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, for so sure. If you didn't take that L, do you think you would have changed? If I didn't accept that L? No, if you didn't take that L, if you didn't lose, do you think you would have changed? If you actually would have won, do you think you would have changed? No. No, because I would have been comfortable. I would have thought that my way is the way to go, right? I got this in the bag but I still got her so you know, all this really shit winning? I did are what you do you mean really winning right now I mean no meaning you if you didn't take that L you actually was a winner right you wouldn't have changed so are you actually actually winning no I was actually actually losing The mentality was a loser's mentality, right? The relationship would have been horrible still, right? So to think that if I was still in that relationship, I'd be winning. I, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm a fool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A full-time fool. And um, no, that just wasn't the case, right? in the case oh uh, I'm I'm winning now not being in that relationship all everything has to do with me though like how you said it her, her credit was good 
And I feel the same way. Even though I didn't get that job, it set me in a different direction to win Mm -hmm. and win better. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay. I want to... I want to say this though. Give me your best winner story. Give the audience, not me, let us all hear your your most valuable win. My most valuable win. Um back in 2013 I was homeless and I ended up changing that over a course of six months I felt like I was winning because I was no longer homeless was able to still keep my job and provide for my family let's go and it sticks with me all the way to today. Rock bottom build champions. Oh. Y'all hear that? If anybody's listening to this and you're going through something, you feel like you're down. You feel like there's no way up. Listen to that story. And we didn't even have to get the full details to know that it was such an amazing accomplishment. You gotta rid yourself of that loser's mentality, people. Go out here and win every day. I try to tell people that. Go out there and kick ass today. Go win. You win, let them lose. And we're gonna end the show on that note. Queen Naomi once again let these people know how they can get at you you can find me on Instagram and you can also find me on Facebook where would they Naomi okay and on Instagram how can they find you Angelic send you hello which I just learned is Pearl by the way Of course, if you want to get in contact with us, um, find us, man. We're on Instagram, incorrectly correct. Uh, go view us anywhere on any spot of Spotify, Anchor. You can see us on YouTube as well. You know, leave comments, man. Let us know if there's something that you felt we missed. Right? You felt like there's something that we didn't touch on and you want you really wanted to hear us touch on it. Because here, you know, incorrectly correct, what do we say? We don't have all the answers, but we got all the banter. We can talk all day about it. So we want to appreciate you guys for listening. Want to appreciate you guys for chiming in every week. And I want to thank you 
Queen Naomi for always giving me some new insight, always giving me something new to think about and dwell on and learn from. I appreciate that. I really, really do. And if y'all learned something, let her know. Because I'm pretty sure you did. I know I did. And that's going to be it. We're going to see y'all next week. We love y'all. We thank y'all. Peace.